Hey guys, welcome to That Game Show, the show that talks about all the stuff in the nerd world and all the stuff in between. I am Chase Bunker. Joining me today is the half-Asian sensation. It's Curtis Coe. Hello, everyone. He's more than likely player three now. It's Daniel Clegg. Hi, friends. Yes, thank you guys very much for joining me, and thank you guys very much for either watching or listening, whether it be on YouTube, listening on a podcast, on TuneIn, Stitcher, all that stuff. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Um, some couple quick things. Um... First off, uh, July's coming up, and at the end of the month, we'll be at Tampa Bay Comic-Con. July 31st through the 2nd, there's a whole bunch of great people going to be there. Carrie Fisher, Freema Adjuman, um, Matt Ryan, a whole, a whole bunch of other great people are going to be there. We'll be there. We'll definitely be there the 31st, uh, so check out our panel. Also, congratulations to our friend James Noir, um, a friend of the show. He was We talked about him at the that new show panel last year. His movie, Superman's, that Curtis and I watched, mm-hmm. really good movie, yep. is now going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. Whoa, that's so, cool. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he got legit. And so I'm going to meet a movie that's going to be at Comic-Con for 0.3 seconds. <laughs> and so, like, it's really cool. And he's one of the hardest working men in the business right now. Like, he's – I'm pretty sure he has, like, two – he's editing two projects right now, and I think he's producing another. Wow. And so, like, I'm pretty sure if that guy I'm, – I'm not sure if he sleeps or not. Like, I'm not sure. We'll but, have to ask him um, when we see him. Yeah. Is, is so, he coming to um, Tampa Bay Comic Con? Yeah. I don't know if okay. he'll be in Tampa because okay. I think he might actually be in San Diego because I think San Diego's around that time. Okay. But we'll see. I think that's um, next week, isn't it? It might oh, be. Anyways. I'm not sure. But um, it's funny because um, I don't know if I told you the story. If you've watched my other podcast, What the Flux, you'll know uh, this story already. Um, this movie's kind of special because it has a funny story behind it. Um, James wanted me to work on, you know, wanted for help, wanted me to be an extra. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, because I've worked on all of his other movies. And he wanted me to be a superhero. I'm like, all right, that's cool, awesome. And he gives me, like, this very tight onesie. And, like, that's it. Like, no gloves or anything. <laughs> that's hot. And, like, when I say, like, it's, like, it's tight, like, you see everything. Like, it's, it's there. And so, as I'm putting on the costume, he goes, hey, I got to deal with, some of the studio stuff right now can you go and pick up somebody like mind you this is at ucf like it's on their sound stage it's like can you pick up somebody and i go yes and he goes okay uh you can take my car it's all the way over there it's halfway across campus so now i have to walk in this giant onesie across campus my oh also a cape i got a cape of course uh, and so I go across in this giant onesie. People are staring. People are like, hey, Batman. I'm like, Batman's black, you idiot. Like, I'm wearing green. And <laughs> mind you, here's another thing. Like, this was the day after, like, legit, the day after the UCF shooting oh, incident. Geez. Where, yeah. So news media is everywhere. I'm on CNN for about 0.3 seconds. Uh-huh. I There's cops everywhere. Like, everywhere so as i walk yes and so as i'm walking and picking up this person um i see one cop and i like as i'm driving the car i see two cop three cop four cop pick up the person five cop i'm like holy crap so i go back to the soundstage and all of a sudden i see a cop walk in he goes oh this makes perfect sense now (laughs) and i'm like excuse me and he goes yeah, I've been, like, tailing you for a while. I'm like, yeah, I saw there's a lot of cops. Like, there's five people. I'm like, oh, no, that was me. I've just been tailing you the entire time. It's like, holy crap. And so they thought I was up to something. Uh-huh. 
And so, mind you, I had to do that like five times, oh, so geez. that was fun dealing with police. And then I get a text from my roommate's brother saying, this is trending on Twitter, and it is a picture of me at a stoplight, just like standing there in all glorious me in a giant onesie. And she's like, oh, the things you'll see at UCF. Like, that was the, the tweet. And so I immediately, like, I found out, I found it, and I tweeted her about it, and she just got embarrassed, like, whatever, it's funny. Um, <laughs> and then afterwards, I had to immediately go to um, uh, What the Flux meeting with my uh, producer, Brett. And I took off, I just took off the onesie, put on my clothes, and I went to Subway. I didn't take off the makeup. And I forgot oh, about the makeup. And so wait, when wait, 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 the, the lady that helped like eyeliner, me, or? oh, th- oh no, no, no. This in this scene, Curtis knows the scene. I didn't tell you the scene. This scene, the, I was in. We got brutally beat up. And so literally, James Noir goes. He puts me in the makeup and says to the makeup lady, "I want you to go to town on that nose because I already have a crooked nose." And so like she like accentuated it. And so the lady at Subway was just like. Holy crap, Chase, what happened? Because I go to Subway, you know, too much where they know uh-huh. my name. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, I didn't think of the makeup, did I? And I, I told her everything, so she was freaking out, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then I, we posted on Twitter, or no, we posted the picture of me without the, uh, with the makeup on on Facebook. I get a text from Curtis. I get a text from my mother, my sister. Everybody's wondering, like, Chase, what did happened? Do? Did you break your nose you again? you basketball again? <laughs> yeah. No, no, that was after. was after. Okay. I get a call from my mother going, did we spend $3,000 on braces for no reason? And I'm like, it was makeup. I swear to you, it was just makeup. And we even said, like, in the post, it says it was makeup. But clearly, everybody was too busy looking at the damage than the actual I text. I actually remember there being something saying about it. It's like, look what happened to me or something. I was like, <gasps> who do I need to kill? Yeah. I mean, come on. Like it was, it was bad. Um, so that, so once again, congratulations yes. to him, and I think he's getting judged or he, getting judged. So oh. hopefully he does well, and it's a good yes. film as awesome. well. Um, we're gonna have a new logo coming up for the YouTube channel, ooh, that ooh, new show, ooh. YouTube channel. Um, my girlfriend, my lovely girlfriend, made uh, an animated version of me, and it's really cool. Um, but like she knew that I wouldn't look at it because she named the file Bay. And she knows that I hate that word. There's few words that I just hate more than anything. Like, bay, swag, fleek, and YOLO. Which, luckily, YOLO is dying off because I'm pretty sure, like, all the people have said that are already dead. So, I saw it. I saw the file yesterday. And it's incredible. So, I can't wait to upload awesome. it. Uh, she did a, a really That's great great's. job. Um, yeah. All right. So, wait, uh, like, let's go Michael into some bay? news. Like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, do you not know Bay? Yeah, it's apparently... It's not a word. No, it's not a word. Granted, I'm the person that also tried to make Fepic a thing. Yes, that's true, I remember that. So, yes, like, we've all had, like, our words that we've tried to make happen. What was, like, Fepic was one. There's been a ton of them. There's been a ton of Snickerdoodles was another one for a while. Snickerdoodles was another. Boochos. Buchos, right, that, Buchos, that one's yeah. still Buchos and testicles. Buchos is still a thing. I think we used that it's the other Buchos day. Buchos and testicles. Um, which, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Which the Buchos well, well, is the lowest. Are we going to explain this? Should we not? I mean, I was just going to oh, see okay. the actual okay, definition, not the story behind it. 
The butchos is the our term for the lower, the lowest hanging testicle, <laughs> and the testicles is the other one because it's stronger. Yes. <laughs> we have an awkward friendship, as you guys all have noticed. We're so, fine with it. Um, yeah, yeah, we're fine yeah. with it. We've, we've we've done worse. Um, all right. Well, I'll talk about more like anecdotal stuff later. Let's get into yeah. some news. Um, most notably, Arkham Knight. The PC version has officially been pulled and has been asked by uh, Rockstar has come out and asked Steam and a few other websites to not sell any of their PC game, uh, any of the PC copies due to games crashing, game glitching, all that I stuff. Think really poor now, mind poor. you, I think they yeah. pulled it from stores too. I don't think yeah. it was just they may have pulled it from copies. stores. I think it was physical yeah. copies. I heard that oh. they they were asking stores in the UK. I think Game is the big one over there yeah. to not sell physical copies as well. I, I, yeah, either yeah. you're correct. Yes. Um. So pretty much after you know us, you know, completely obliterating. Assassin's Creed, a game that's been, you know, they've made so many of these. It's a game that we don't really play, mm-hmm. but we love Arkham, the Arkham series. Mm-hmm. Guys, are you going to give them kind of a pass, or are you going to still be like hard on no, them? No, this is this, this is like, horrible, and this game convinced me not to pre-order games anymore. I thought this game, coming from Rocksteady, who has a fantastic record with the Arkham series, right? Their games have been awesome. Yes. They were on a tier above as far as developer status in my mind. You know, they were like with Blizzard almost. They don't put out crap. They just don't. They make good stuff. Um, but if even a game like Batman, Arkham, whatever, can can just fail epically like this, I don't think it's safe to pre-order anymore without seeing the reviews and seeing that the mm-hmm. game is functional beforehand. Well, it's also let's also note that like the game is not it's not a bad oh, no. game. It's just it's glitched. Yeah, right. And that's what it makes it unplayable. Like, it's not like you know, it's Assassin's Creed um, Unity, where it's not only it's not a good game, but it's also glitchy. Uh, Mind you, this is off of like reviews. But and everything. Uh, but again, like the, the 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 big issue from what I've heard is the game crashes. Yes. It crashes a lot, and, it, yes. and when it doesn't crash, it's running maximum thirty frames per second, which is not really not even low. Dude. I'm running I'm running yeah. a mid end machine, not minimum specs, but definitely not a high end machine. I can't get above like 14 frames per second, and yeah. there's audio glitches, and even the cinematics are glitchy. I mean, it's yeah. just it's really not playable it's at all right now, which is unfortunate because yeah. everyone is saying this is a game of the year contender. The game is that good. It's just not a good PC now, port. Yeah, here's, here's yeah. a question for you. I mean, even if it is a game of the year contender, are we even going to consider it because of the way the release was? I and... think I think yes because. I have, uh, I won't say no doubt, but I'm I'm sure they're gonna do their best to fix this game, and then I'm just not gonna touch it until that happens. Yeah. And then my my perception of the game will be as fault free as fault free as it can be because I will not have played too much of the game on just the the horribleness that is the current PC yeah. status. And right? I mean, I, I hate to bring this up, but you know, the people who publish this game, WB games um these are the same people that said oh we were not we're not going to patch arkham origins because we're working on downloadable content right uh uh-huh yeah although they pulled the game you can still buy the season pass on all major online retailers really you can still buy the the dlc as of as of this morning you could still buy all the dlc season pack 
for forty bucks. Uh, I'm sorry, they they deserve every negative bit of press they're getting. And in my opinion, if something doesn't work, then they don't deserve to get a game of the year. Although, although to I guess from their mentality, if you already have the game and you want to buy DLC for it, you should be able to because if you're playing the game, you should have access to all the content. And if you want to buy the DLC, but don't own the game already, then you can't utilize the DLC. So what's the harm in buying it? I don't think it? it even lets you buy it if you don't have DLC if you don't have the game. Okay, well then it's a non-issue in my mind. Oh, if you I'm... already own the game and you want to buy DLC, clearly you are either willing to work through the technical glitches or your computer is running it just fine, right? I'm just not. To... Yeah, I'm looking for a statement right now on. I had it pulled up originally, but I lost it. Um, of course, Time Magazine was like, "Oh, don't expect to be coming yeah. anytime soon." But WB pledges significant work on Batman Arkham Knight for PC, and that was as of 11.38 yesterday. They've already um, put out one patch see. for it, so they're doing a little bit. They've put out, like, ten patches, Apparently, it's and it's still, like, not doing anything. I feel bad for you, Clegg, the most, because the fact that, like, of all the people, you're usually the guy that always does, like, the first pre-orders on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're usually... Like, yeah. Windows 8, you were the first one to get that, so you had to deal with all that yeah, crap. Yeah, I'm still dealing you with You had to deal with, uh-huh. yeah, Diablo 3, oh, which, I mean, yeah. there's a good amount that, of people as well, game, but Diablo 3. is fantastic, except for Unlodged Day. Except for Unlodged Day. As soon as that was over, it was yeah. great. Lords of the Fallen was another one. You decided to last-minute pre-order. I did. Were that's immediate... that's... Window... I think, do you have Windows 10 right now? No, I'm waiting. Okay, <laughs> I'm waiting. Learn. Yeah, now you're I'm waiting. Learning. <laughs> I, I I distinctly remember having this conversation with you about Arkham Knight, and you're like, "Man, you should pre-order it, and we could play it together." And I'm like, "I don't know, man. Something f- smells fishy about this game." Yeah, I I never pre-order anything. I I, I, I do. feel like pre-orders are like questionable. Like all the stuff that they they're questionable. All of them are questionable. I think like the only thing I pre-ordered was um. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2 just so I can get like a zombie shirt and that was it and then I cancelled my pre-order because they gave it to me early I'm like alright cool I don't want to get this crappy game so put my five bucks towards something else and I literally just like kept going off there that you go. well you just highlighted why I at least pre-order is to, I, to get something it's not that I yeah. want the game early because you can't do that unless it's an early access program I don't, I don't want to just give them money early just to show support. I want some sort of pre-order benefits, like it comes with one DLC pack. Or in the case of Batman, I got it for a huge discount for pre-ordering because yeah. I went through a, a, a third-party retail retailer. Um, or I want a T-shirt, or I want a collectible figurine or something, right? If it's just the game, mm-hmm. then there's no reason to pre-order in my mind. And, and I think that's a continuing problem is I start to question how much of this pre-order content is really worth it. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, you got like a Harley mission or something, didn't you? Is that what you got for pre-ordering or did you not? Uh, yes, else? yes. Although I think that's very subjective because some people love that particular character and want to do missions. You know, yeah, but I've heard that many different ways. I'm James. pretty sure they don't want to do I'm missions. Well, you know, okay, sure. Whatever their uh, impetus is for wanting to get the mission, um, that, that's a subjective reason for doing. Yeah, but I, suppose. I, I mean, I, I guess my argument is... When when is this garbage gonna stop? This game's coming out day one and not working unless we stop saying, "Hey, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna just stop putting money out there initially." That's exactly and, what this. When, and uh, when people stop yeah. pre-ordering, then 
that's the only time they will not feel like they can get away with this sort of exactly or delivery. Yeah, it's one of those things where, um, granted, I'm going to quote Colin Moriarty because he says this the most. Um, It's probably a popular phrase: "Vote with your wallet." Mm -hmm. If if you don't like Walmart, don't shop there. If you don't like if you don't like how games are doing it, don't do it. Like, don't buy DLC. Don't pre-order because I feel like pre-orders are like a bit scammy because if they run out, they're like, "Oh, sorry." Like, nobody, like, puts up their ends. Like, I'm sorry, this was promised to me. I'm going to be, like, one of those customers that will probably put up a stink. Yep. That's why I don't pre-order from certain companies any- or certain game establishments, but that's for another right. day. Yeah, I don't think it's... I will anymore either, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. To quote, to go back to the topic of, is this still going to be game of the year if, like, even though this had such a poor release, I feel like the rest of, like, to... Go back to last year, where some of the Game of the Year, no- Game of the Year nominees were Dragon Age Inquisition, which was still glitchy, which I don't even know they if they did. fixed those they patches fixed yet. Okay, that's good. Um, you had, which was glitched, but it still yeah. worked. Or it, it was still, playable. It was uh, completely was Game of the Year playable. Nom- it was playable. <laughs> um, but you also had Assassin's Creed, which was glitched on all fronts. At least with this, this is only a PC... Yeah. front whereas you still have your console market that's still playing this game Correct. and still loving this right. game and, and I, I don't so, know the numbers but i i would be surprised if the combined console market for this particular game doesn't out outweigh the pc market combined uh, you know yeah. like, the that, other like part 20 we have million to... consoles yeah that's true well i mean it depends though because pc market is up and coming i i mean I, obviously it's a large enough outcry that they pulled the entire game off the pc market as it's just huge which is um huge. another thing yeah. to note is that this game was outsourced the the port was outsourced to another company right rocksteady was very uh particular in their wording um our yeah, external pc partner is how they fixed uh, it i mean and my problem is i don't care if you ex- you said hey you go do that you should really say hey let me play this before we put this out yeah qa should have caught that's this. yeah like it's the quality assurance like where is with a lot of these games nowadays coming out so glitchy, it really makes me wonder, like, how much quality assurance is really used during this? Because it's like, like, Sonic Boom, like, GameCrumbs made a joke about this, like, how do you really have quality assurance in a game that is so glitched and so bad? It's like, how does that even still work? Maybe there's, like, a whole aspect of quality assurance I really don't know, but, like, the fact that, like, it's it's a game that needs to be play-tested, but yet you don't go out with that confidence check. Like, if I'm editing a film and I'm about to submit it, I'm making sure I have audio and I'm making sure that it plays on all fronts. Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't do that, it makes me look bad as exactly. a director and as a creator. Right. The fact that companies are doing this nowadays, it seems like I can't tell if companies are getting lazier and lazier learning. or it's just the – or they just aren't right. learning. And it, this is one yeah. of those reasons why the indie scene is just so exactly. strong It's because they – don't put out crap. Granted, there's Steam Greenlight with just a whole bunch of yeah. crap, but that's for that's another for day. Another <laughs> that's for another episode. But the fact still stands. Like you have some of these indie developments, uh, developers like Supergiant Games, like you have Scott Cawthon, um, who did Five Nights at Freddy's. He's they're making sure that they put out this quality to where that we don't have to talk about this. Even them. even games like Darkest Dungeon. I mean, that game was early access and it run ran beautifully mm-hmm. straight right. out of yeah. the box. Or, or even if we're talking about the indie scene that doesn't have that sort of quality, 
you you kind of almost expect that because it's the indie scene where sometimes it is just two guys in the basement, so they don't have all these resources. Exactly. And you probably pay yeah. less than 10 bucks for the game anyway, mm-hmm. right? It's the price tag on these things. When you pay $60, you're expecting yeah, a but also product. A working product, yeah. even. Exactly. But also another thing, like you said, oh, it's you know it's just two guys in a basement. If this is my first game, if Curtis and I are – and uh, me, you, and Curtis are all making a game – I'm going to make sure that I'm going to hope to God that we are going to at least check it at the end. Like before yeah. we make our first impression, we're going to make sure that this game on all fronts does not glitch. It does not suck. It doesn't crash. It doesn't do anything because let's face it. This is our first impression. Granted. Now this is Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Now, if this was Arkham Asylum, we just be like, well, this yeah. is just, you know, this it's is their first one, whatever. Like this is their third forward. game in the Arkham series. Right. And it's like, granted, this isn't probably like their third, uh, I don't know their history, but it's the third game in the series. It's like, how can you botch that so and much to where your game is not even playable? Can we, can we just also point out that their other two games worked flawlessly day one on PC? Exactly. I mean, that's, that's another issue for me, at least, is they're, they've done this before, and it's worked really well. And... Why? Why is this not? I, I find it astonishing. I do too. It's astonishing, and um, we'll definitely be you know updating it in the coming weeks. Um, or like, well, I'm pretty sure like there's like an Arkham Watch going on yeah. right now because yeah. everybody's talking about it. Like they're at least saying like it sucks for the PC because I'm playing it on this system and the story is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing my roommate play it. He says it's fantastic. Like, a lot of people are loving this game, and it's such a shame that it's getting such a horrible yeah. release. Mm-hmm. At least in the PC. Everyone so, else loves well, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's see. What else happened in the world? Um, some people are asking, why didn't we talk about Cupheads for most oh, unique games? Oh, see, I didn't even think about that one until afterwards. I didn't um, think about it until, that, yeah. That was... But also, I thought it was fake. Like, until I saw it, I was like, there's no way someone actually no, made I, this. No, I, I think Cuphead is a pretty fantastic-looking game. I just didn't particularly think about it at yeah. the time. It didn't come to mind. I was so old. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of shocked by Horizon Zero Dawn that it's kind of got my attention the most mm-hmm. of anything. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I was also, like, mostly surprised by Unravel. Yeah. Because, like, okay, why? EA is making a game that doesn't have the words Madden huh. or, <laughs> or Shooter. Uh-huh. So or uh-huh. yeah, or FIFA. So like, this is crazy. This is this is yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I didn't yeah. think about it, but that that does look very good. As well. It it looked it really does look cool. Unique. It looks unique. That's a good yes. word for it. It's almost yes. almost. Like it an looked old very steamboat willy yeah. cartoon almost. Yes, and like I think that's what I'm kind one. of excited for. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Um, just I hope it comes yeah. out on uh, on on PC. I think it they announce all the consoles. Four, right? I, I think it's an exclusive. Oh, that's unfortunate. We'll have you guys look I, it up. I will, I will. Um, real quick, we will now do a quick game of Name That Game. Uh, it okay. is on Windows and Xbox One for reference. Hmm. Windows and Xbox One. Awesome. All right. So we're going to do another round of Name That Game. You guys know the rules. If you don't, um, right now we're go- I have one game. They are going to be um, – the first five questions are going to be alternating between Curtis and Clegg, and then after the fifth question, it'll be free reign. So Curtis can ask the rest of the five, or Dan or Clegg can ask the rest of the five. And if they do not, oh, wait, do we want to do ten? We, we did uh, we twenty did, questions. We did Excuse 20. me. Don't half us, man. Don't half us. We yeah, I'm not gonna half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I was like, oh my yeah. god, we only have. Yeah, it's like <laughs> if you did, 
like ten. Like if you get it within ten, I'm yeah, gonna be really too. surprised. Um, these aren't like indie games, so don't expect games like Enslaved or like some like a very okay. low name. Like these are popular games, so everybody should be able to guess this. So uh, first ten, uh, we'll go back and forth, and then at the last ten. Okay. It'll be free reign. So we will start off with Curtis. Um, let's see. What do you, what do you think? Let's get the um, generation. either the generation or the consoles on. Okay. So let's let's okay. go with generation. Uh, it, did it come out? Yes or no questions, okay. by the way. Um. Yeah, I know you know. No, 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 I understand. Um, was it in the Xbox, PS2, GameCube generation? Okay. No. Okay. Um, is this a game that has come out in the last... Two generations. Don't do two... the last five or whatever. No, no. The last two up. two generations. That's current generation and the previous generation. So you're asking... Xbox One, if PS4. It's Xbox One, PS4, and then 360, PS3? PS3. No. It's earlier than that. Okay. Um, is it in the N64 era? Okay, yes. So it's on, in the N64 era, but not necessarily on the N64. Or it, it also could have been on the PlayStation 1 or 2, right? When did PlayStation the, 1. PlayStation 1, 64. So it would be Dreamcast would be the other one or, in that okay. generation. Okay. And Sega Is Saturn. This, was Sega Saturn in that generation? Oh, my God. Sega no, Saturn Sega was in that generation. That. Dreamcast was in that generation, wasn't oh, it? I think Dreamcast was in that. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Which, look which up. Sega had okay. the game Knights? That was Dream. No, that was uh, that Saturn. Was fun. That, that was, was Saturn. Fun yes, because okay. it had a disc, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Is was this on a n- Nintendo console? Ooh, yes. Nintendo. That's just like the most popular time. So. Okay. Nintendo. Really. Let me make sure other consoles. The consoles. No, it's on the 64, Curtis. Oh, it is on the 64. Okay, never mind. I'll, I'll look up this up later. Uh, I'll look up the uh, Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn is technically on the N64 plat, uh, N64 generation, I think. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, you haven't confirmed it? I think so. I, I, I don't know exactly when the Dreamcast... I'll look it up. Let me make sure that I'm right before I start no, 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 that's fine. I, the last thing I need is the internet attacking me going, you're actually not right, idiot. Um, so it's on the N64, correct? That's what we that's said. That's what we said. Um... Is it a first-person shooter? Yes. Oh, is it uh, GoldenEye? Damn. No. Okay, so it's not GoldenEye. It's first-person. Four more questions until free. It's a first-person shooter. Uh, it's a famous first-person shooter. Um, it's not 007 GoldenEye. Right now, you guys might actually get it in ten questions. Ooh, okay. Other shooters um, were there for the sixty-four. I mean, there was the the uh, Donkey Kong game that had shooting in it. Um, we uh, we. It was discontinued. It was di- uh, Sega Saturn was discontinued in 1998 North America. Um, so 0.5 million units, and it retail availability came out in the U.S. in 95. Mm-hmm. So it was more Super Nintendo, like late Super Nintendo, early in 64. So technically, I'm right, which is the best kind of right, Futurama <laughs> reference, and then <laughs> kind of not right. Okay. So, all right. Three more questions. Okay. So free um, we we need more information. I would you agree? I well, we asked a shooter on N64. How many of those were there? Well, we said first person shooter, right? 
That's what you said. That's what I said, right? We, we confirm. Yeah, I believe you okay. said first confirm person shooter. That's first person shooter. Let me just um, not Donkey Kong. Ooh, this is a weird one, though. I don't think he would pick that one. Um, is this a first person shooter where you use lethal weapons? Define lethal Guns, weapons. Crossbows. Yes. Bows. Okay, I, I'm pretty yes. sure I know what it is now. I'm pretty, every first person shooter has lethal That's weapons. That's not true. I was thinking, was, I, I was thinking about uses uh, ink. No, 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 I was thinking about South Park. No, oh, they had a first no, person I wouldn't shoot. do that to you. I, I know do that I, to I didn't you. think it was that, but I had to confirm it wasn't that. Okay. Was there a, a Hitman game? I, do you want me to tell you what it is? I, I'm uh, pretty sure it, I know it is. Is it a Hitman game, Chase? It's not a Hitman game. It is not a Hitman okay. game. Do you want me to ask, well, tell you what your, it is? It's your question. Uh, all I'm going to ask is one question. You have one more question. And I will probably know the answer. Uh-huh. Is there dinosaurs in this game? Already? Yes. Okay. I know what it is. Well, then go for it. Turok? Yes. <laughs> Wait, which one? Which know. one? First one? Which? The second no. one? <laughs> there you go. No, you're both wrong. It's Rage Wars. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> I, was, I was like, first person shoot. You got it in ten questions. Exactly. Like yeah, that's yeah. the. Th- I mean, I I was, I was. It took me a second. Then I was like, a famous first person shooter on the the N sixty four, and then it just suddenly hit me, and I was like, oh, okay, I got it, I got it. I, like as soon as you said first person shooters, like if it's not like, there's literally three shooters that are popular on the N sixty four, and it's Goldeneye, Perfect yeah, Dark, and then Turok. That's true. Those are the three big first person shooters on. Yeah, and then they had that uh, it was Turok 2 Seeds of Evil, which has been named the best one out of the series. came out in 1998 for the N64. Um, it was an amazing game. I remember getting that as a kid. That's like, a Yeah, I got... Yeah, oh. I mean, granted, it was my dad's game. Like, I remember my first... I, I got it twice because, one, I got it for Christmas, but I was like, you know what? This is just a little bit too violent for mm. me. And so I was like, hey, we should probably really just return this because... <laughs> It's a little bit freaky because if you go to like if you meet like Oblivion for the first time, you're just like that whole sequence like that's scary as crap, especially when you're like yeah. seven. And so my and so like you know I've my dad played Doom when I was younger and so I saw that and he's like hey don't glorify violence like my dad you know did the normal thing of you know being a parent saying hey don't play this because this isn't you know mature for you um, too mature too mature and then it's Steph. too mature yeah and so. We end up getting Buck Bumble and its replacement, and then like <laughs> a year, th- and then literally like a year later, it was like twenty dollars. And my dad's like, "I'm getting this," and my mom's like, "You're not." And he's like, "Up oh, too late." Here's I already gave him the cash, and so he got it, and we played it. That that was a pretty so, cool game. I remember watching playing that game. It was really fun. Just watching, yeah. just because it was so different from anything else. And even that's a game I would not mind if they remade. And they just yeah, they not go. like no. Let's rephrase that. Not the PC yeah. the other Turok that they did. Granted, when I played a little bit of it, it was actually like pretty good. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet, but it's like it wasn't the actual Turok going like the actual series because the actual series is actually really yeah. good. So we'll do that. Speaking of childhood, Curtis, have you watched the new BattleBots no. yet? I watched, I introduced it to my girlfriend, and I showed her some of it. She's like, this is really cool. And I, so I showed her, like, some of the old, like, episodes. Like, I show, I had to show Toro. Mm, yeah, Toro was okay. my favorite, like, robot. 
And so we watched uh, episode two of this one, and they had like a bunch of the old builders come out with new robots. But there wasn't Toro, there was Bronco. And then there wasn't Dissector, it was Lockjaw. Right, and so it's like, okay, <laughs> this is actually kind of cool. Like, But it, they had um, Chris, uh, I think it's Chris Rose and Kenny Florian, the MMA star, who, which, like, all props to Kenny Florian. Like, I don't know if he literally, like, just did his research or, like, he really loves BattleBots. Like, he sounds like he was, like, a professional, like, BattleBot builder, like, back in the day. Because he just sounds like, a, like, I believe him. Huh. It's like, wow, you're doing really good at this, Kenny Florian. Other guy, <sighs> but it sounds, it's, the one, my one big, like, problem with it is it sounds too, like, they're trying to make it sound futuristic. Yeah. There's, there's like... They do their best to go like, robots activate. Bew, so you're saying like, it sounds like the drop the base. Like you Doctor Who. It's like it's like it's kind of like yeah, early yeah, Doctor yeah, Who, yeah. where it's just like it cheesy '90s future, and it's like no, don't do that. Like this is a fight. Get a guy. Get the rep that's excited. Get that phrase. The box is locked. The lights are on. It's robot fighting time. They don't do that. It's just like three lights that go beep, beep, beep. Green, and then they go. It's like no, there's no buildup at sense. all. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then they have like their judges are a visual effect, uh, visual effects artist Jessica Chobot from uh or Chobot from the Nerdist, and then uh an astronaut. That's a weird. So it's like, that is a weird judge. It is. What? It's okay. a weird. I have to like, ask, what the heck do they even use judges for in that? If it goes three minutes. Uh, okay. Okay. I see. Mm. So they go into a three-minute fight. Um, one thing that's cool that they didn't do in the previous seasons, uh, I don't remember if they did the mini-bots, but that seems to be a new popular mm. thing. Uh, there's no divisions. It's all it's up to 250 pounds, and they also can use fire. Oh, that's, that's fun. Dangerous, yeah. but so interesting. It's like, okay. it's, yeah, but overall, like the first episode, it's okay. The, ma- the match is like... Yeah. The second one had much better like matches, huh. so that one was really cool. Right, um, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's on Hulu right now. If you have Hulu Plus, definitely check it out. But yeah, BattleBots. I'm really hoping that that's you know becoming a thing because now it's like the one re- I'm like yes, finally that one show that I like from the '90s. The, yeah, the, this exactly. One and whose line is it anyway? Are the two oh, shows that God. are recently rebooted that I'm actually excited about? Yeah. No, here's the thing that sucks. I've met, I don't know if I mentioned on the show. The, the age gap between me and my girlfriend is pretty significant. Um, and so I said, have you ever heard of BattleBots before? She goes, no. And I was like, well, it was really popular back when I was in fifth grade. And then I paused oh, no. and I'm like, I hate you right now. Oh, because no. How old was she when you, when you were watching BattleBots? I, she says she was born. <laughs> oh, but, Wow. <laughs> I know, and it's like, oh gosh, and um, so I I'm not even sure because like, how old were we in fifth grade? Oh, uh, let's see. So I know we were. Yeah, it was popular. I know I watched it was in sixth grade, but I think fifth in... grade. Let's see. I was thirteen when I went to seventh grade, so that would have been around eleven. Yeah. Eleven. She was yeah, like so three, she, probably yeah, three she, or four. She was born. She was at least born. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. But it's like. It's, oh my gosh, it's one of those age gaps where it's just like, we don't feel it until I have to ask a question like that, and then it's like, it's, fun. it's, not, <sighs> it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Alright. Um, 
finish off the show today with the question that we uh, Clegg asked yesterday or yep. last week, and it's a pretty big question. You have, you know, we are all ha- well and happy that Shenmue Three got announced, but they're all saying, but we need a Kickstarter. Which I mean, it's not yeah. like it was like it just scraped in. Like no, it got yeah. funded in like yeah, a few right. hours. Mm-hmm. But Sony has said that they are backing it as well, and so now it kind of makes you wonder, and it's going to go into the question. What do you think of co- these major companies, you know, having Kickstarter projects? We'll start off with the man who asked it, Dan, uh, Dan uh, I don't like it. Um, I think it's very clever. Great I answer, great input, Curtis. clever <laughs> of them because they're uh, testing the waters, engaging their audience's reaction to this idea while also getting money out of them, right? Um, and just for reference, they're asking, I think for Shenmue, they asked for a few million dollars. Two. That, that game, two million dollars, okay. That, that the game update, is way, going to require a hundred, a hundred and fifty million dollars to, to develop. So it's a drop in the bucket, dude. Like, whatever 50, 50 they get. Million. Fifty million, okay. I think they're saying. Around. Whatever. It's not two million. Yeah. It's many, many, many times right. that. So it's not like the money they're getting is completely necessary to this game's development. It's, it's purely just to build hype. Right, mm-hmm. but I, mean, I guess people put money money where their mouth is and they show their interest with it. But you would think that money would be better served to towards an indie developer who doesn't have the backing of these giant developers as well. You know, I think it's taking money out of the pool that could go to the people who need it more. Curtis. I am actually on the complete opposite park of Click, and here's why. I have backed a total of three Kickstarters so far. Mm-hmm. I backed Shadowrun uh, Returns. I backed Hero Forge, and I can't remember what the third one is. It'll come to me later. I, I backed three Kickstarters, and the only reason I backed those other two Kickstarters is because I came upon Shadowrun Returns, and I'm a big lover of cyberpunk fantasy. Something I like. I like the kind of futuristic elves and orcs kind of shenanigans with magic. Um, I think that this is an excellent introduction for people that have never done Kickstarter before to go to Kickstarter and they're like, well, while I'm here, maybe I'll just putz around for a bit. And then they start looking around and they see these other projects and they're like, oh, well, you know, I can can spend like 10 bucks on this project and back it and, uh, you know, and then one turns into five, ten, fifteen projects that have been backed. I, I don't think it's taking. I mean, yes, they're pledging, you know, twenty nine dollars, but to get the actual digital game of it. But you know, I think it'll lead to other sales for other people. On one other point, this also leaves the developer, and a kind of they have to deliver certain things. So. They said in their when their Kickstarter, this is what's going to happen in this game. If they do not meet any of those things that they are saying they're going to have, that Kickstarter can pull the entire money structure behind it. So yes, it's only three million, but when you don't live up to your promises, you get that three million taken away. I wonder what happened with if that's what happened with. Uh, it is Yog what Adventures. happened with Yog Adventures. Mm, okay, so they had their, they actually had their money yes. pulled. Because last I checked, like they didn't uh, have it pulled. I, I'm not at that sure time. what the latest is, but I know there have been several games so far that have gotten their money pulled because they have not delivered. Okay, so you're sort of looking at the optimistic end of this. Maybe 
this leads to some people exploring the Kickstarter platform, and Correct. maybe that leads to them supporting additional projects. Correct. Some of the people who are interested in Shenmue will maybe do that, but that yeah. was definitely not their uh, intent. No. They're not oh, trying to not. support this platform. They're trying but... to just get an extra $3 million. I think there was a way to build that hype for this game release, this game announcement, without also asking for cash for it. You uh, know? I think also... Um, if if no, I may ahead, interject, I think that it's it's good and bad for the gaming industry because you'll eventually see like companies who will be like, look, if you can get like this much like you know excitement, then yeah, we'll definitely back it with you and we'll provide additional funding because let's face it, there's been many times where we've had people be like, dude, I'm excited for this, I'm gonna definitely do this, and then they just don't yep. do it. Because, like, I can say all I want. Like, I want Shenmue 3. I'm excited. I'm totally going to get it. But eventually, like, not get it until maybe, like, a year or two Several later. Several years down the road, yeah. So, exactly. So, like, they're one of those, like, they're almost like a team that, like, wants to win now. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, look, if you give us this, that, and the other, then, yes, we're going to be behind you on this. So it's great seeing, you know, with Shenmue 3 doing, you're, I'm, I'm almost certain you're probably going to see it with, Beyond Good and Evil 2, which I'm kind of disappointed, yeah. but at the same time, if it gets it out, then yes, I want to do that. If it gets Metal Arms finally out, then never yes, happened. I'm going to definitely get It'll behind. Never happen. I know. I'm. I'm hoping for that and Battle Tanks. Those are my two. <laughs> oh, and and a Sin episode that two, but that, that is more never likely happen. to happen because EA has Metal Arms locked in a vault of just garbage that they're never going to make again. And the creator has specifically said, I want that title back. And they said, no, you're not getting it. There's no it's way. In the, it's in the hill next to like, the hill where they buried all those exactly. cassettes back exactly. in the day. I have a feeling like if there was a Kickstarter to give him money for the license, no, maybe. It's... But even still, like it's that, but like going back to like other, like what I was also saying, it's like I feel like also with certain, like I think the best example actually is Mighty Number no. mm. 9. Because when. Like, let's face it, Mega Man games, as much as I love Mega Man, I love Mega Man X. I love that whole series. Like, X7, I never played X8, but I heard it just wasn't that good. Like, they were kind of on the decline. And so Capcom, in every right, said, look, it's not getting, you know, the results that we want. So we're not going to do it. And then, you know, Kenji Nafune was, was like, hey, I think there's still hope. I'm going to make this Mega Man-like game. Independently, and I'll advance yeah. uh, independently, and it's I'm gonna show you. And so he was literally like one of those American Idol guys, like I'll show you, I'll make a better game, it's gonna be better and better. And then it actually happened mm -hmm. because that like people actually liked Mega Man, and they're like, okay, we're gonna have more creative input in here. Um, yeah. I'm glad that Bloodstain's coming yeah. in because for reference, I felt like how the cast. What Bloodstain is. Bloodstain is from uh, the cre I'm trying to remember I his actual remember position, his actual but name. creative director. Uh, it's like, like pretty much the creative director of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which let's face it is one of the best right. Castlevanias out there. Um, he's going for a more approach like similar to that, and so since Castlevanias are now more 3D, um, Devil May Cry, God of War like game, he's gonna he wants to make his own game, so he did Bloodstain. I like what Platonic did with Banjo-Kazooie 3 and Ukulele, mm. but 
I feel like it's getting more of the games that we want and kind of proving certain companies wrong when they say we don't need You know, I, I was thinking about this on the other day, and this kind of comes into Kickstarter. And one of the biggest things I think that is worrisome is if big companies get in it, we might see a very sameness that we saw just a couple of years ago where everything was a shooter. Everything was a dark, ugly, yeah. no, you know, things like that. It was even just a couple of years ago we were seeing that. And then Kickstarter... Yeah, kind of yeah. came in and indie scene itself kind of came in and i think we're seeing this huge resurgence of all these old games that you know we thought were dead yeah i would i i had this conversation with greg kasave and check out that interview where pretty much like back in 2009 you either saw shooters or companies that went under mm-hmm. and so like pretty much cause at that time shooters were everything i mean let's face it like I can name you like 10 shooters on the PS2 right now because they had so many different iterations yep. of it. And so now you're seeing such like this indie scene bl- uh, blossom, but they're like, hey, I have this idea. I have the capabilities to do it, but I don't have the money. So if you get in on this, I'll give yep. you a free copy of the game plus other things. Like if you could just give me that, just give me some of the yep. funding. And I think. It's going to be a double-edged sword. Too. Like, as soon as you see one company fail, then you're going to start thinking, well, is it really worth it? To go to Clegg's point, are we going to see more, um, you know, why are bigger companies doing it? It's, if they don't have to spend money, they they I th- won't. I, th- I like, think gonna... that's part of it. You're right. But I bet you they're also using this as a tool to convince additional backers that it's worthwhile. If they can show correct. these these other these other people who are going to uh, support the game. We've got $3 million already. That's coming from yeah. you know 500,000 unique uh, uh, contributors. There's clearly a market here. You should support us because then you'll share in the profits, right? If there's a, a obvious number they can present, like a $3 million Kickstarter, that's a convincing factor, right? Yeah. I, I but, think it's a, it's a good proof of concept. Uh, or it's, it's, exactly, sort of. It's, it's showing that there is a market for what you're trying to create. Exactly. What, what Someone who I think did it in a way, a manner I like better this year was um, Bethesda, in order to build hype for Fallout, came out with this mobile game for free immediately as soon as they announced Fallout. They said, and there's a game you can play already that ties into the lore, and it's on your phone, and you can play it right now. And you can tell by the number of downloads for that game that there is a huge market, that people are still interested in Fallout 4, that people who have never heard of it still want to try it out, right? That's a mm-hmm. way to show that your audience exists without charging them or asking for additional money. Uh, but, but I, I mean, mean, the game but, has microtransactions, right? But it's not like you have to buy yeah. into it. The, the other thing that we have to go back to is, you know, we, we, we kind of bash on pre-ordering, but at the same time, isn't this just pre-ordering as well that's in a way. exactly what kickstarter <laughs> is yeah i mean it is and it isn't because pre-order they have to be uh they don't have to you know give you what they promise yeah i mean pre-order is like they're just trying to give money now yeah. whereas with kickstarter like this is a gauging interest where if it can't be made we yeah. won't make it pre-order the game's already happened the yeah. game's already gonna be out regardless if i give them five dollars or not with this, it's like, if I don't give X game my $5 or $10 or whatever, this might not get funded. Let, let me clarify. When you have a game up on Kickstarter or any product, you are not charged 
until the goal is met. So if they want $500,000 and they only get 498, you will not be charged. However, if they hit 500,000, you will be charged. That does not guarantee that the product will be delivered to you. It does not. It just means that because they met their Correct. goal, you but will then you be can, charged. If it's not within a certain amount of time, you can ask for a full refund and the money will get yeah. pulled from the developer. Kickstarter has done like a beautiful thing. Uh, I mean, granted, there's been, you know, bad problem. There's been loopholes yep. sometimes. But like they've done they do a good job of making sure that your money is going to the right people and going towards the right places. What sucks is like, you know, a, like what Grant Kirkhope said, check out the interview. Um you lose a lot in taxes. Yeah. So, if you ever just because it reaches 500,000 like, oh, I don't need to donate. No, keep donating because they lose like half of that in taxes. So, like keep shelling out money so if you have a project that you feel passionate about and you think oh just because it's funded whatever no fund the crap out of that yeah. thing I, I mean i so. it, like <laughs> i i'm kind of a hypocrite here in a way because i do back kickstarter and some of the reasons why i bought it is for secondary reasons i like the main product the main product's bad oh well like at least i got this you know awesome t-shirt and t-shirt this awesome card piece of artwork with the mug or whatever so. yeah I can't really yeah. say anything because, you know, here at Forge, I got little figurines, and um, with uh, with Shadowrun, I got this really awesome shirt, and I got my Dock Wagon card, for those who know what that is. I still need so. to order my nope. Hero Forge figurine. Yeah, you'd, they still don't have... Um, Familiars? Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. I know. I, I'll let you know in the yeah. chat. I, I never got into Shadow Shadowrun, but I know that Right now, I'm I'm trying D and D for the first time. If we're gonna go sure. role playing stuff. Like, um, we're gonna we're gonna end that whole Kickstarter yeah. topic there. We're just gonna go briefly talk about our my Dungeons and Dragons experience because if if you've known me for a while, I've I'm not really big into Dungeons and Dragons just because one, whenever I do a character, I do it big. I mean, I mean if you've seen the Draven video on the YouTube page or the Arnold Kuno. Uh, video like I get into character and I go into it pretty big and so with this like I'm kind of afraid of what I'd become and so finally after like much peer pressure I decided to finally have a cigarette and by that I mean you know join D and D and you know Curtis thankfully like he made the character essentially for me based on my liking yeah. because well one when you know somebody for twenty five oh years you pretty long? much no like, we weren't two we weren't two, i mean we, were, we weren't we're, two but i mean i think we were 20, yeah. 20 years we're, we're going to 20 something years you kind of yeah. know what they like so he made the character i and i pretty much like i wanted to make the personality of sterling archer meets deadpool which yeah so that was fun um Curtis, how do you think I did? I pretty did. much, I'll, I'll ask you um, guys this. You know, it, it's a complicated question. I thought you did really well in the RP section, and I thought you picked up the rest of it very quickly as well. Um, the turns did not lag on your on your particular turn. Um, there's things as a DM I could have done better. Um, I thought you did fine. You're a new player though, so I mean, okay. you're you're still learning. Yeah. So I felt like yeah, like with my characters, like I probably need tone to tone it down like, just a tad, to, bit. A, a little bit. Like your your drinking no, thing but was hilarious. That was, was funny. Great. The the yes. I mean, like drinking is like like to support the character. Like it's at least fifty percent of what yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean the the issue right now is you drink and you you know you sleep with people, right? But what is the reason yes. behind 
the drinking and the sleeping. Like Sterling Archer does it because he has mommy problems, right? Yeah, what is your inner motivation? Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Like what? What? All right, I'll think. I'll what, think of what that. What is your story. motivation for acting like that? And is your character going to change in the course of the story because things are happening to him? Well, no. Here's the funny thing. It's like uh, there's only one girl yes. in the group. Well, I say like in the group. Like I don't. Well, actually, yeah. it works both ways. Like your wife yes, is playing. The only f- you know, the only girl. <laughs> To which I thought, like, my only goal is to have her go down on me, but, like, That's this is really weird, weird because it's my best friend's it's wife. Really weird. So it's, like, it's not, it like... It never happen. It's, <laughs> it will, one, yes. But it, in two, it's, like, it's probably, like, the most awkward thing to try to pull that off. Like, regardless of, like, story or not, like, this is, like... That's just, like, a, a plot that, like, shouldn't yes. even, like, exist Correct. ever. So my goal is to find someone... That is not her, but is like the same race as her, and then we'll have that whole subplot later. But um, I was very, very tempted to record the entire conversation. I would, like I really was. I would prefer that no recordings go on in D and D sessions for legal. Yeah, for, well, yeah, legal reasons. Because I felt bad because I feel like the other for those who like you know don't know us, like you know we've we've known each other for years, and so. We got dragged in. Not like that sounds awful. We got put in with two other people that we don't know. Curtis yeah. knows him because you know he knows him from where he's from. Um, and so l- let's let's start off with like this thing. Like you'll have that friend where you warn other people is like, yeah. By the way, this friend he's a little he might bit, put you but, off, but just give him a chance. He he's a little bit out there. Like that's that's me. <laughs> And he's so, a good guy. Give him a chance. He's a good guy. It just it takes a lot of time, and he just doesn't care what he says, which is very true. And I felt like the other. I mean, chaos. I don't know his real name, and I, I, it's I'm fine. We're not, not going to say it's for real for name. character purposes. I'm not going to know their names. Like yeah. I'm not even going to make an effort to just because you know character purposes. Like one of them I know is incredibly put off. Like as soon as we like entered the inn. And he's just like, yeah, no, no like, I'm already okay. tired so, of this. L- let me explain a little bit about these two guys. Um, neither of them were put off. That's just kind of how they are in general. Um, okay. Lee is very, or yeah, Lee is very ADD in a way, where he'll be listening okay. to everything's going on, but if it's not his turn, he won't necessarily it's like correct. gauge the environment, so to speak. Um, I don't think there was any issues with it, but if it does get into explosion, I will shut it down. I'm just letting you know. Someone will bite off your... I will have... Your mini-me. Like, yeah, I, I'm saying, I've like, had, there, like, there's a certain point where I have to say, okay, we are so far away from what needs to happen here that I'm going to have to rein it in. Or it'll happen off-camera. But the yeah. thing I'm going to say, and this is the most important thing of any d game, is to make sure all players are comfortable with what's going on. And I yeah. won't walk that line. So just as a heads up, if it ever gets to that point, it'll happen off camera. Yeah. But it, I I felt like as a character, I could already tell. It's like, first off, I need to get more creative and just, like, not swear as much. But at the same time, like, be more creative with my swearing. Yeah, swearing was fine. I didn't, so, I didn't think your swearing was Yeah. Uh, I'll think of more, like, sexual anyway. Yeah, that was but... a little awkward when you told a bug that you would uh, do something yeah. to it. And I was yep, like, yep, yep. okay, well. It's it's the, it's the cause, it's Dax Madar, he does awkward deaths, so Yeah, I mean, I go. was just like, 
well, if you really want to do that, then that bug is going to be ruined for the rest of his life. <laughs> to get it's it. very well, short yeah, because I killed him. It's very short. Yeah. So, so, all right, we're yeah. going off topic. These people oh. don't care. So, anyways, <laughs> thank you guys very much for listening or watching, whether it's on YouTube, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, or even iTunes. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash that new show show. You can follow me on Twitter at Chase Bunker, or you can follow the show on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show. Uh, tell us what you think of Kickstarter projects. Tell me what. Tell us which ones that you're excited about. All that other jazz. Um, check us out at Tampa Bay Comic Con, July 31st through the 2nd at the Tampa Bay Convention Center. There's a lot of great guests, so you don't have to come for us, but let's face it, there's other better people. But, you know, come for... Uh, Carrie Fisher, stay for us. So, <laughs> other than that, uh, I think I hit I think everything. You did this too. Time. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. All right. This is like two in a row. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. It probably helps that I'm not drinking. Yeah. All right. So, other than that, I have been Chase Bunker, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.